Well, I'm sure everyone heard our uh, lovely interview last week. I have to say, now, you know, I'm a little biased, but I feel like the audio came out a lot better than I thought it would. Because uh, because this, this is class. I went in there and I had the uh, the Zoom H big recorder. Yeah. And uh, and then and then I had two lavalier mics. And I don't know. Well, you know, I, I know how it happened. I just didn't spend enough time to plan ahead of time. But I didn't realize, you know, I was thinking what, what happened is uh, you ever get like a pair of headphones and they have that that you got your normal microphone jack and then they ship you one of these like big, thick microphone jacks. Right. So that you can not, you know, a jack that you headphone can plug jack. the tiny jack into the big jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The old the old style ones. Yep. Now, now you can probably guess that that I am going to put that on my shit list of things that don't need to exist anymore. Right? The, the big with, ones. Like, the, the, oh yeah, the big the, ones. Like you know, they need to go. Al- yeah, along with the forty nine other types of screwdrivers, just like we don't need them. Just, just, just <laughs> keep keep the Phillips. Let's go. Right. Let's Anyways, go. so I I actually did have three lavalier mics, right? That I thought we were going to hook up, but you can only plug uh like two of them two of the ones that i had into the recorder that i had so i i brought that little headphone jack thing but the problem with the headphone jack thing is it actually has like this casing that comes out of the top and then you've got to screw your smaller jack into it which i don't really know what's up with that it was just it just didn't work out i should have tested it out however the uh i think the audio quality was fine it's a little boomy i think i think matt ray's voice could have been louder uh, uh but you know it wasn't everybody, your fault. It was, everybody was. was good, Coach. Hey, I, I was, uh, you know, as someone who's tried remote recording, I feel like it's always very difficult. But you even got some questions in there, and you could actually hear. Mm. You can mostly hear the questions. Uh, obviously, the right. uh, the true pro tip would be like have the, the microphone for the audience, which is like yet. Yeah, oh whole, yes, which is a whole nother yeah. uh, level of difficulty rarely seen in remote. Yeah, reports. but I think it's I think not. I think I think next time it'll work out. But I only bring that up as distracting context now. You know, over the years, I've been developing this theory. I stay at Marriott's, and I've developed this theory that Sheratons are always pieces of shits. And uh, I stayed at a Sheraton. Uh, and I have to say, it wasn't that bad. But it did, like, fit my theory that I think, I think when they're down there at uh, Marriott HQ in Marriottville, Virginia, or wherever they, they're based, yeah. I have no idea. They probably, they're going through, like, renovations they want to do and brands. And I think like the Sheraton person just just stopped showing up to the meetings and just like, you know, they're just like off doing stuff, doing some work life balance or something or another, because like the Sheratons are always just like, I feel like they're just a little bit behind. At least it's it's the uh, the North American Sheraton person. I think Do- I think the EMEA Sheraton person is always on the Zoom call. Doesn't matter what time it is. They're on there. They're, yeah, they're like, yeah. you know. Making sure they get the now. What what in North America? They don't care. So, so in the the Marriott tier of hotels, is there? I mean, so there's like there's Courtyard Marriott, there's Sheraton, uh-huh. there's Marriott. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, there, right. there's JW Marriott. Uh huh. That's right. So so is like Sheraton. Yeah, you got a of, you got a Westin. They own Westin too. Yeah, and then you got Residence Inn. Marriott needs to like take care of its shit. They've got like fifteen different brands. Well, and then uh, also Moxie. Wow. Okay. So, so they, they they're slapping all these different brands together. Is 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 like Sheraton? Like everything gets eventually relegated to Sheraton, or you know, do they eventually oh. turn into like Motel Sixes or something? That's a good theory. It's sort of like the uh, the catch-all brand when when they need to trickle down. They're like, oh, we got to take this sign for you. We're going to use it up the street. So uh, 
We're gonna go well, back to or, the or like you know that this West End caught on fire and we closed uh, off the rooms, but didn't feel like getting rid of the painting over the damage. We'll call it a Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we we had three suicides in the same room in one week, so we got to investigate. Wow, <laughs> I got dark. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be some bad hotel juju or whatever, right? I, yes. I don't think that would be uh, the hotel manager might want to look into that to see see what's going on. I mean, it wasn't that bad. That's this is my point. Is like I've been in much worse Sheratons, but this one, you know, is a little a uh, little run down. So mm. I think I think and also Renaissance. There's another. Well, well why didn't you stay at the Westin? There was one like a block away. Well, that I mean, probably... if, if you stay, if if you've got like brand loyalty, like the, I made the mistake of just like you know the the conference said you know this is our hotel. I booked it. I I didn't really think oh I'm oh, you know, maximizing yeah. my points, but you did. And like yes. if you looked on the map, Always. there were all the choices were there. And so I think, it, I, I think I didn't spend a lot of time doing it. And actually, it was a good choice because it was like. I think maybe it was the hotel closest to the conference center. Oh yes, it was definitely the closest. Like it was yeah. it was basically like you could you could go to the door of the Sheraton and like with my meek skills you could probably throw a baseball and hit the conference center. <laughs> <laughs> if you were up high enough, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you'd hit you'd hit the wall of it, not like the glass or anything, but <laughs> yes. right there. Yes. You might hit Ken Thompson. So, so that I, I still like, uh, I, I still think I'm going to try to avoid uh, the, the Sheratons. Cool story. Software Defined Talk is brought to you by Mac Geek Gab. Today, I've got something for you, Apple users the Mac Geek Gab podcast. The show is in its 17th year, providing tips, cool stuff found, and answers to your questions about anything and everything Apple. Yes, that's right. Hosts Dave Hamilton and John F. Braum take time each week to actually provide tech support to as many listeners as possible, while learning at least five new things weekly themselves. The great part is that they always make sure each answer has actionable tips with easy instructions for listeners, too. For example, dictating smiley face to Surrey will put the little text-based smiley emoji in your message. Saying reply with audio to Surrey will let you record an audio message, which is super handy if you're in the car and don't want to just dictate to text. If you use an iPhone, a Mac, an iPad, an Apple Watch, an Apple TV, or simply a technology enthusiast, you're going to love learning more about your technology with your two new favorite geeks over at Mac Geek Gab. Get your questions answered and have some fun along the way. Visit MacGeekGab.com or search for Mac Geek Gab on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't get caught without having Mac Geek Gab in your rotation. And we thank them for sponsoring our show. And then also, I think it should be said that Scale the Conference and DevOps Stays LA was pretty good. I think, I think that, you know, I've, I've, uh, we've always heard that those conferences are good, and I've never actually been to them. But they were nice. I think, I think, the, I think the single track DevOps Days one day thing, DevOps Day, I kind of like that. You get, it all, you get it all in at one time. And... Uh, also, from the business uh, side, there were a lot of like tables uh, uh, at the DevOps day is there. Many, <laughs> many people showed up for that. So the sponsorship uh, worked out well. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, lots of attendees there at scale. The, the, uh, you were there on the show floor. I was. Way, I had the, my own the, booth all to myself. How, how did that go? Did you get a, get a lot of foot traffic? Did you gather some leads? Get some, uh, we, we some PRs? Some leads. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're kind of discussing the you know the leads and and you know the cost of sponsoring. Uh, you know, as a vendor, uh, you want to you know you want to maximize like 
quality leads and be able oh, to say yes. like, you know, oh, we spent, you know, X dollars and, you know, we're expecting a return of Y dollars. And I, I think we're expecting a better return than what we spent. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a good conference. Uh, I think my, my expectations were a little higher because last time I went to scale, it was by the airport. So all the like game companies and department of defense contractors were all there. Oh yeah. And so like, you know, then it was just, you know, great for business. You know, if your business is, you know, <laughs> is commercial, commercial open source for, you know, large, mm-hmm. you know, people who spend a lot of money. Um, so it, it, uh, it's, 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 it's well, how many on, those of us yeah. not there? Like, give, paint the scene. Like, how how many attendees? Like, was it like hundreds, thousands? I think like, that I think they said over three thousand. Uh, not vendors, but uh, over three thousand attendees. Okay, um, it's a pretty big show. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a large show. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of great talks. I mean, uh, everything I saw, I enjoyed. Uh, even Cote's talk, and. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, I, I gave a talk, and and uh, I had a, a you know a lot better feedback during the session than I was expecting. So uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and so it's it's a, a very solid conference. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's why we go. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and I haven't gotten checked in a couple of days, but they're getting the the videos for the conferences up, uh, so so you can go watch them. So it was nice. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to get, go again. Uh, next time i guess that would be next year is is how that works if if it's annual it it would be fun well and and so okay so i i was uh, i was catching up on on the speaking of the world of open source and uh, i need i need one of you two to update me on like the the latest like uh docker changing business model thing cuz it looks like i was reading our old friend matt assay and it looks like maybe there was some potential thing going on but then Matt is like, whoa, hold on. Everything's actually cool. Like, you know, we had this plan that was free and a bunch of people were using it. And there was 1.7% of people who got upset when we uh, turned off this free plan and, and suggested that they need to just apply to our open source program. And so, you know, the details that, that, are fun. That's a funny number, right? That's, I mean, they're like, oh, it's only 1.7. And then like the maintainer curl was like, we do 5 billion downloads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Yeah, and you know, curls used by everything, and you know he's open source, but like he has a consulting business, and there, and he's just like you know, he, his point was like this feels a little like a, a bait and switch, where you know, curl is a foundation to a lot of open source, you know, that the XKCD of the you know the one guy in Nebraska maintaining something that you know everything's built on top of that's curl. Right. And, you know, he, he's right. If, if, if he doesn't spend the money, someone will namespace squat it and 5 billion people will accidentally download, you know, curl for, you know, Bitcoin or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's. Although I, I thought know. in Matt, that article that Matt Essay wrote, like he had a quote that said, uh, I guess from the CEO of Doctor, said that it was very easy and they would quote wave you in. So I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't. You know, I think I, I think it was article. a messaging problem. Yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, I, th- I think I think the problem was they just kind of came out and said start paying, and instead they were like, you know, they could have eased people in the conversation, maybe maybe reached out to you know the worst offenders, which I'm sure Curl was probably uh-huh. you know 
one a um and you yes, know they probably it's worth like reading this quote so it says here it is this is the ceo of doctor says quote you don't have to do anything with your account all you have to do is apply and if you apply then we're just going to bless you wave you in you're good so and i guess we're talking about applying to the sponsored open source program so I don't know. I mean, there is like, I mean, that, that message is yeah. definitely different than like what people took from it. So I don't, I don't know. That whole part of it was like, well, if it's this easy, then like, why are you like, why do I even have to wave you in if it's that easy? So I don't right. know. I was right. Like, it was just a messaging problem. You know, like they didn't, they didn't lead with, Hey, you know, we're doing this and it's going to be easy for you to move. They were just like, we're doing this. And like, you know, why are you doing this? Or, you know, what, whatever. And like, I, 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 I use, Docker IO for, for hosting my stuff, you know, very small amount of kind of, I just went and looked and was like, didn't tell me I was going to change anything. I was like, I'm just going to wait and see what happens for my stuff. <laughs> like, uh, you know, if, if, if you're, if there you're are other on, I mean, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong here, right? Obviously there's other places. There's you can so many it, places. Right. So yes. it is, I, I don't, my take on it was a little, maybe slightly different was like Docker doesn't want to do this anymore. It now is the time for you to go find some other place to host it. That's kind of what I took from it. Yeah, yeah. Again, just a messaging thing. You know, they 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 needed to ease people into it. They needed to educate. It was a messaging problem. I don't. Know. I I heard. A lot, I've seen a lot of people write that. I guess my reading between the lines is this: It's like I actually don't think it is a messaging pro- uh, problem. I think what it is is like Docker doesn't want to do this anymore, and they want everyone to take their projects elsewhere. Right. That's I think what they want to do. They just and I, I get it. Right. Like they're trying to make money. This is probably just a distraction. It doesn't make them any money. It doesn't want to. Well, the, then what you do is flip it yeah. around and just say, like, I think it would be like, like if they just come out and said, like, we cannot afford doing this anymore. It doesn't align with us. We would, we suggest you go to these places to host these projects. Then, then put it, put it in a, in, in like a, a new tier, you know, the new free tier has caps of, you know, X terabytes a, a, a month or whatever. Right? right. And then all of a sudden, you know, the curl guy is like, well, I can be there, but you know, it's, it's something to complain, but you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I just be okay. Right. I think it's my whole point. It's like, if they don't want to do it and that's kind of my reading between lines, if this is not where they want to do, then just be upfront with that and say, like, don't yeah. want to do this, go somewhere else and just like be and like, and I get it. Like they need to make money. This is not what they want to do. So I think it's like this middle thing about like, we'll wave you in. It's free. It's not free. It's like, no, it's, I mean, I really kind of t- took from it. Like we, they don't want to do this and I get it. Like I totally like, Oh we're yeah. Paying, yeah. I mean, their side of it is probably like we're paying a, for a bunch of stuff that is not going to lead to any revenue and we have to be focused Absolutely. on revenue. So yeah. go to like GitHub or something else to host these uh, images, which is yeah. fine. You know, go to just some live, other charitable organization. Right. And just live with the consequences and just be like, OK, people are mad. I'm sorry. People are mad. It's just like that's that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm sorry you're mad. Well, I don't no, know. Sometimes no. it just like sometimes the companies are just so afraid to say like what they want, right? It's just like we like Docker, especially more than any company. I mean, they have gone from like absolute almost near death to like rising from the ashes to being like, okay, like we got to make money. We can't afford yeah, this. Yeah. I know you're going to be mad about it, but like this is what we think is best to give us a chance to succeed. Oh, oh absolutely. I, I mean, it. yeah. I, I sometimes you know working in open source, you kind of got to just step back and be like course everybody wants everything for free but you know the other day i i you know i was looking at an issue and the guy was like well why don't you just make your version of it open source I'm like it's not up to me you know some pe- people over there are trying to run a business i like i'm over here in open source land you know we don't get to just give everything away 
Yeah. Agreed. And I, I don't, that was, that was, I, I like that part of your talk you gave at scale, Matt Ray, where people would ask questions of things and you'd be like, that is a pretty awesome feature that is available in the commercial product, but we would like to <laughs> yes. have it in the open source project. If anyone would help, would, would like to help contribute to it. <laughs> exactly. And it was like, it was, a, you're, you know, that, that, that whole interchange was a good, like, it was a good little, uh, is it microcosm of the open source world where like, you got a cool, interesting thing and like, you just got to like get other people to help out and contribute to it. Yeah. If there's no money involved with it, which, which, uh, which, which made sense. I feel like now, I've, I've been watching Matt give this answer for like 20 plus years now, like for different, <laughs> obviously different products, like all different products. Uh-huh. And what I've seen some version. So, so I think there is something like, Hey, listen, if it's free and you know, like at some point, someone is probably going to make some change to it. Like, I don't know what else to tell people. It's like, I know it's, I know it's upsetting and I know it's not what you want, but like, it is probably going to change on you. And it's like, you know, you just have to deal with it when it happens. Well, that, and that would even be, if maybe, free, maybe that, it's not good enough. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they would be a good, a good talk for, for uh, scale next year. I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's basically, there's two sides of it. One is going to be like, uh, strategizing for when you have to pay for things, right? And it's sort of like you, you've been you've been relying on on the uh, whatever, be, yeah, uh, like, the largesse of like the the computer world where they just spend money on stuff and they don't have to care. So like you know, d- here's how to do an, an audit of your project <laughs> to make sure that it's it's um it's profit proof, right? Like that when companies open start wanting to make surfing, profits, right? Yeah, I was like, I, I got to get the free resources. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, where am I going to get it? And 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 you could give this talk from both sides. You could be like, as a vendor, here's how you gently ask your freeloaders to get off. Sure, <laughs> right, right. And that, so so that's good. Then you have that. So you have the first part where it's like. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about curl, but I'll use it since you brought. It. I mean, I know what curl is. I'm not, I'm not that disconnected from the youth today. Uh, but like, <laughs> you know, if if you have a project like curl and it's got like your your 50 bazillion downloads, then you know when you do the audit, you'd be like, hey, you're not paying for that, so that needs to go on your big risk board, and like yeah. you got to consider every year. Like, I know you're like, you know, Docker's great and awesome, but like, what if? Right. Like, yeah, and then, yeah. so what's going to be your, uh, what's going to be your, uh, your, your bug out plan if, if this doesn't work? Then I hadn't thought of this part, but I think you're right, Brandon. You got to have the second part, which is like vendors. You're the ones who are doing this probably because you need to or, or, or whatever. <laughs> right. And then, and then I think the third one is you want to just have more of an open conversation. And since it's a presentation, it's conversation with yourself. Where you're like, we are like, so, I've got the mic now. I'm presenting with myself. Yeah. So, so you would be like, you know, in 1997, the Oracle database shipped running on Linux. So let's just use that as a starting point for how long we've had. And then, you know, as always, I don't like to do math in public, but you want to be like, so it's been like 30 years. Like, you know, what's going on here? Like, why are we so shocked about, you know, money getting involved in open source and, messing around with stuff maybe we need to have a more pragmatic view of stuff and uh and then maybe you can escape before the audience no, i like that now in fairness i'll just take the other side just because i always want to like you know argue uh the same points of uh or two uh points of the same position that way i'm always right in one way uh but somebody brought this up in the software fine talk slack and it's just like well and i don't know that matt you probably have a better take here it's like people kind of felt like well docker has often made lots of promises to the open source community and like people mm-hmm. feel like they haven't lived up to it so there's a little bit of like you know people feel like well you you know you say this and i think this is on the vendor side i mean it's kind of the same talk it's like 
always be clear. And I think, you know, Matt, I think your old boss, you know, over at uh, chef, right. is good about this. You got to be clear up front from day one. That, like we have to make money. We definitely are going to make money. We're going to make some decisions that help us make money. So if you make lots of promises and you're like, Oh, it's all unicorns and rainbows. Don't ever worry. And then you start making changes that will irritate people. So that's probably on both sides of that aisle is probably, you know, better communication. You know, it's like one yeah. being, being clear that like we are going to make money and we're going to try to do things and make money. So that may inflict on some of the open source things. So we're not going to overpromise and vice versa. Uh, as somebody that's using this is to understand like, yes, I'm going to take advantage of it, but it may change. So that's like, I don't know, it's hard for both sides to, if you will, accept that position, I think. I, I think I think that's that's part of the uh, the the uh, the the what what word am I looking for? We're like we're like it's uh, not high availability. It's it's part of your disaster recovery strategy. Right. We're we're like you want to where you you want to say like so I've got fifty bazillion downloads. I'm not paying for here. Uh, is ha, is the company that is paying for this? Do they have a business model? Yep. Right. And like, so you want to, you want to make sure that the people who are, who you're not paying are getting paid by some other way and that they're clear about the way that they're. This is continuity, money. personal, uh, open source, continuity, uh, yes. open source software, uh, continuity. What will I do when the free, uh, train at this company goes, goes down? What will I do? And I think, you know, curl's a good example. It's like, I, I don't know. I, in some ways, I think, uh, whoever that maintainer is like, he, he should call the bluff. Be like, okay, no one's going to host it. I'm just taking it all down. I bet you suddenly like there will be um, some oh, emails yeah. in where people will be like, hey, I have an idea for you. I've got some money for you. Like here's $420. Someone, yeah. Somewhere someone would have suddenly step in and be like, oh, we can fix this for you. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the right outcome is for somebody like, you know, GitHub or, or uh, you know, somebody else to make a big deal of moving it to their hosting. Right. Don't, 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 don't donate, you know, 40, you know, $400 to, you know, keep Docker. Cause, cause eventually Docker's be like, we still hate this. (laughs) (laughs) This still doesn't make us any money. Right. I, I mean, yeah, can't you true. just like Some, uh, enterprise marketing manager should be on that, right? Like, yeah, get on there, get a, write a blog post, like promise, like whatever, 10 years of free hosting, like what, you know, something along those lines, I would probably get a lot of goodwill and probably get well, a now, lot now, of traffic. Now, now, Brandon, what's that meeting going to look like? Like what, uh, what, what do we got going here? Cause that is like, I mean, you, you, I, I like your idea, but you're suggesting uh, something that can't be put into a spreadsheet. I don't I mean, like, is there a way you can track that goodwill? Or like, what what are we going to do there? Probably, you can't... Not, probably this case, you just have to like go to an executive that you think, you know, has kind of like, I don't know, either some desire or some kind of connection to the larger community. And you, you're going to have to convince that executive to be like, hey, we're going to give this project 10 years of goodwill and we're going to write a big blog post and we're going to like get some free publicity. And uh, we yeah. think it's going to return. We're going to get this kind of earned media out of it. And it's, it's the, and it's a good idea and we should do it. So, and that executive will say yes or no. But as soon as you go to a meeting, what you were just talking about, as soon as we get into a meeting, people are like, Ooh, wait a minute. So-and-so from ops doesn't want to do it. It's going to cost too much. And then oh, they're going to be yeah. like, have you seen the downloads? This is 5 billion. Like, you know, what's this going to cost us. And then legal is going to be coming up. Like, what do you mean? We don't own this and we're hosting it. And, is are we endorsing it so that as soon as the meeting starts the project is killed but still oh. i think someone out there there's a company out there that's probably smart enough that has uh probably some kind of founder that's sort of in, inside open source that could probably see through all that and be like i'm gonna i'm gonna do some founder magic i'm gonna be like I, yep, yeah we're doing that 
Well, I think I think founder magic is a good way to get out of meetings. I think also <laughs> what I want to propose in our, in our meeting here is that we just skip a year of uh, sponsoring, like you know, the the Red Bull contest, and that might pay for ten years of curl downloads. No and, doubt, and and we'll we'll be fine. Like, and really, if we want to take more on, we could maybe just sp- skip a year of F one sponsorship, and uh, we could we could. Well, that's probably... going to give you many years, like decades and decades. Yeah. Of, uh... So we could bring on some other projects uh, to to do that. Yeah, I, you know that that probably is a good uh, that yeah someone someone should do that that'd be fun, I but boy those meetings they're gonna be rough now yeah there was also a survey now I would like to spend more time reading the survey because I was as I was rereading it I was realizing that it's 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 a little a little confusing but it's uh, from Stack Overflow they've got this review of like uh, they I, basically I think they asked their developer survey base like what they thought about various types of. Uh, technology categories whether they they thought they were reliable or proven or like you know what people think uh what what the developers thought people will be using next and i had two you know looking at the 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 top and the bottom here one of them is it seems like uh you know given what we were just saying about open source it's like to to pick out one it's hard to pick a number from here but when 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 you know if i were to ask a a a a cohort is that is that right? Cohort, a, a group of developers, what they if they thought open source was proven, I would think that somewhere between like ninety eight and one hundred and thirty seven percent of them would say yes, it, it's proven. But really, when you look in here, it's more like maybe yeah. like seventy percent or something. There's a, there's a whole bunch of like undecided people who are neutral. They don't know if it's like proven or not, and so it does show that like. As much as we all might be living and enthusiastic about the open source world, there's some people there who won't just like give it an A plus, which is a, a uh, kind of always an odd result. Well, I mean, this isn't like a zero. I mean, it is a zero to ten, but it, it, it's one of those things that you know you kind of got to put it on a curve. I mean, you know, open source is the highest ranked of all of them. <laughs> oh, I like where you're, so, I like where. I like so, where you're going with this. This is this is the uh, this is the JP view of technology, which is like all software is crap. Exactly, exactly, right? I mean, <laughs> and so this it, this one is just less crap than the other. Uh, well, like a no, lot I less mean, crap. I, I, well, definitely. I mean, if you look at the other things, you know, open source, it's a how ahead of cloud computing. And, you know, mm-hmm. listeners of the yep. show might know we're mostly positive of cloud computing. But you know, we 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 still talk about repatriation from day to day, right? This, this so, is true. And 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 to be fair, if you do, there's one sentiment for experimental to proven technologies. I, I find these kind of confusing, especially since I didn't read them in detail. To be clear, <laughs> but if, if if you look, people there's only four percent of respondents who thought open source was emergent, right? There there's a uh, there's a good forty four percent of them who think it's proven. <laughs> exactly. So it's actually pretty good. Now, on the other hand. Uh, like if, if you, if you look at our old friend, low code, no code, that's oh. at the bottom of the list of things. Well, and, and what I, yeah. I, I think, I think there's, there's the, the most relevant one there. And this is a fun thing. Which of these technologies do you believe is going to be the next one? Everyone will use. That's a fun question. And, uh, low code, no code was 4%. However, things, things are pretty crazy. You know, it's right above that at 5% blockchain. So obviously that that one has uh, been passed over there. Yeah, and then thirty three percent of people they they think AI assisted technologies 
is is the one that everyone will be using soon, which that uh, that that seems to track uh, sure. with what's going and on. And for there. those listening along, we'll make sure these are the show art so you can kind of see the different graphs in there. So I think it's clear. Uh, you know, you know, I think to, to kind of go back one, it, it is, uh, I like the idea that like everything, uh, the majority of people believe every are passive on everything, which is, I think funny, right. That's, that's like, that's true. As maybe well. that's the biggest takeaway well, is that like passive, like, uh, I guess it's some kind of equivalent of like, uh, if I'm not complaining, I'm happy, right. Like that's So if you add passive, if you, if you kind of take, that's a positive sentiment, which I realize is not what they're saying. It's like 52% are open source are passive and another 44 are, you know, if you will, what, uh, proven. And so it just leaves 4% as dissenting, but I don't know. So maybe in the end, it's just like, everyone's busy. Most people are just, <laughs> and I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. and, and then even, even more positive, it's that 4% it isn't even dissenting. It's just that it, it's experimental at the moment. We're yeah. not quite sure. And, We're but I, I like, I like your categories. You do need the three categories and, and, you know, maybe next survey, they can just say like category one, I don't like it. Right. Right. And then category, the second one, I, I'm going to rename your category a little bit. The answer will be, it's fine. Yeah. And no, then no, no. The, it, the third it, it, it should be, it's fine. It happened to me. Meh. <laughs> yeah. And then the third one will be like, it's great. Right. And then so you can get a sentiment of yeah. like just, uh, most people are going to just be like, steady state. Yeah. You know, this change in code stuff happened to me. I move on and keep working. Yeah, I don't know, Coach. I don't know how much work you've done in uh, experimental uh, research uh, survey uh, methodologies, but like, I would just like to co-sign and uh, endorse your idea that like on every survey there should be a button that said it's fine, like because that's most of the time that's what I'm looking for. Like, like I and for anyone that has ever read a survey where I've responded, like three is usually neutral, and I read that as it's fine. That's what like when I hit three, that that's what I'm saying. It's like it it's fine. I don't I don't really like. Have anything like which, you're, you're the bane of, of uh you know nps everywhere they're like i know that's what i always what, feel it's like, three? So you're like, know, now that i know enough five. about nps i'm like well if i don't give these people an eight i'm kind of screwing them because yeah. seven and below is like you know eight is it's fine that's you kind of have to that's a little clue it's like one to ten if people are going to be rated on the nps score give them an eight at least otherwise one through seven are just you know are essentially getting them in trouble so that's mm. a little like you know behind the scenes on nps scores yeah. And, and then, and then it would seem like, like with any rating like that, and maybe, I don't know NPS well enough. It's a little, I mean, it's a little, it always seems like there's some complicated step, but it seems like also, I don't know what you call this kind of thing, but you're interested in how many ratings do we have between eight and nine that are eight and nines because people right. who are rating at 10, they're just insane. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't think if you're getting nobody's that enthusiastic. Like, yes. Yeah, like if 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 you're doing yeah. NPS for like your your local like internet provider, like it's no one like, is going to uh, be like, like, like clearly, oh my god, clearly their mom did the survey and they're like internet yeah. provider ten, go go right, son. like 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 no one's going to be like I don't know attend my own funeral or enjoy this telco. I choose telco. Well, I guess they would by attend their own funeral. I messed that one up, but it's you know, fine. like attend attend a child's graduation or just bask in the glory of this telco provider like it's just what's well, so, i mean it's I actually great question in general the whole range is crazy like anyone that gives a 10 is probably crazy but if you give somebody a one like you are that really is like i want to get your house i want to yeah. fire you i'm going to take everything away from you like giving someone a one on an nps is like you i mean that is going to so bring down the average uh, it, it needs to have like things. when you click on it, a little pop-up that says you know 
Like, are you sure you want to in your this? hands? Yeah. It's like, are you sure you want to fire the people behind this? Like, I mean, that is literally what you're doing. So I think when that's, I scale so that's, one, that's just like, you know, I'm, oh. I'm not, I'm not a math stats person, as I say all the time, at least once a week, but like, I feel like you don't even do an average. You just see where the big clusters are on the number and you want your cluster to be more in the eight and nine range. Right. And it's just because again, the people who rate a one, they're, they're insane in the other direction. It's just like, yeah, has anyone actually had NPS well, in, NPS is probably the most widely uh, misused statistic out there just because it's so popular. And it's like, because like really most of the time in the meetings, people are just looking at the raw statistics and there's no, I mean, not the raw, sorry, the uh, kind of the, if you will, calculated statistics. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. there's no explaining like if you are below an eight you are in serious trouble you can't explain it like well like these people gave like three people gave us a one and it really messed things up and we really do have a lot it's like no it's over like once you once you kind of get to uh, below an eight you are you know you are you are putting together the action plan that is either going to make mps go up which in itself is funny right because you're like well how are we going to make mps go up well that's kind of like what the entire organization has to do more hands or you need to just update your resume. I just think update your resume. If your NPS score is less than uh, eight, that means you should work on your resume. Don't worry about updating NPS. Go work on your resume. Yeah. You know, I, so we need to come up with a new one incorporating it. We'll call it like the fine scale. And I think, I think we're going to have gradients of like, you know, it's fine. And then like pretty fine. I don't know. I don't know. I guess pretty fine is before it's fine. Right. It's fine, pretty and then, fine. And just so, fine. And then we need a. Yeah. Oh, just fine. You got that's good. That's good. You've got it's fine, and then just fine. Like I think I think maybe just fine is right between pretty fine and it's fine. And then really, like you know, there could be like a terrible and a great, but like that doesn't mean anything. Those people are super. Like yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and then and then we'll we'll release an annual thing called the Fine Companies Index. Ooh, like they're 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 a twenty twenty four fine company. And then you're like, yeah, that company finer than all the others. Honestly, that seems perfect with enterprise <laughs> software. Like if someone's like, hey, we, we just run the award. Everyone rated us just fine. I mean, that would be like, I'd put that on. Like, that's what you want as an enterprise well, the- vendor. You're like, yep, people think we're just fine. That might as well be, you know, it won't get any better than that. Yes. <laughs> I like, right. That's how I like that's my enterprise right. software. It's fine. Just fine. You, do. you don't want to be surprised by it. You don't want it to be great. You're like, it's just fine. It works. It's just fine. It, that's, that's like, yeah, that's why we don't have a great rating is because, yeah, no one ever achieves that. And well, that's... I, I mean, so, so I, I posted in, in Slack this uh, uh, brother printer review. And, and literally, the, the, the headline of the review is best printer of 2023. Just buy this brother laser printer. Everyone has. It's fine fantastic and it was it's, it's everyone perfect. agreed it was like the everyone most agreed. fantastic review of a printer ever and everyone is like yeah totally agree in fact most of the people in software defined talk that uh slack that responded have the printer they're like yeah, yeah or or you know, the, you know they have just slightly different models but the whole point is like it's a laser printer i nobody's gonna give any laser printer ever a 10 well oh, and fo- i was gonna say and following on with the, the features <laughs> people like about it this is what they said was either like uh I've never bought toner for it, or this was the other one in the it's, it's fine category. It's like the toner light uh, needs toner light has been on for three years, but yes. I've never changed it and it still worked. It's because fine. it's and fine. That's it. Like that's the entire thing about all the things that are in the printer, the wireless, the duplex. And like all anyone can talk about is the toner is just fine. That's all anyone cared about. Yep. It works. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> And then, you know, that's true. If you were to ask me, so I, I do like my HP laser printer, 
but every every uh you know if i don't if i don't give it enough attention for no. a couple of months no. i have to just like drop it from from the uh from the os configure and add it back in and no. so my rating of that would be like well it's pretty fine it's like, okay it's, but it's I wouldn't say it's fine. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's okay. It's I mean, but but the thing about the, the brother printers is they're just like you forget about them because they just work for years and years and years. And you know, next time anyone asks you what kind of printer you're having, like, oh, you should totally get a brother. They're great, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so that's another thing we listen. I mean, the, the printers are good. Another thing we listen for is uh if someone says, Well, I print things every day and I don't really even know what I have. Like then that's that kind of adds you. Both oh yeah, that. yeah. Well, that that's like my wife describing you know a car. She's like, it's white, right? It's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, now in that in that in that review, I think I think uh, not in a deceitful way, but I, I also like speaking of things that are not just fine. When oh, when you yes. know you've got to list reviews. There was this funny uh, part in the review where, where he was like, "Look, I think it was a he." The person was like. It's fine. Just buy it. I don't really need to say anything else. However, for the sake of Google, I now need 10 paragraphs talking about this. So I asked ChatGP to do it for me. Oh, and uh, so good. I, I think that was that was a brilliant move right there. Uh, well, especially no, no, his head report, he actually in the thing, he says, don't read it. He's like, I didn't even read this. It was like he, even, yeah. he says it right in it, which was fantastic. It was like, this is literally just text for another algorithm to read um to rank it highly it has no no human being will be involved so i thought that was very funny about like literally we have chat gpt creating text to be read by another ai algorithm um with no human being is really involved at all for the human being to just read the one paragraph at the top so i don't i don't know if this is progress or or what but it, it certainly is a weird uh, sign of things to come oh it's it's, it's like it's, it's a- like algorithm chaff <laughs> exactly i mean they're they're <sighs> This is where we're going to get to where, um, I mean, as a human, you're going to have to be like, oh, when do I stop reading this? Right. And so we're going to end up with like AIs generating content and we're going to have to get somebody, something, AI, to parse the AI generated content to like whittle it down to the actual stuff we care about. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's totally dystopian because, you know, those of us who are good with technology, like we'll say, well, I'm not going to read that, you know. Just give me the summary. And, you know, other people are just going to be like, why is the internet so terrible? Mm-hmm. Well, there's, <laughs> I think it's a very interesting problem for Google because so much of it has been up to this point, like, you know, using text. Oh, yeah. And if, if, if you look, Go ahead. if you look at the top hits on Google, a lot of times you, you read the article and you're like, this wasn't written by a human. You know, I mean, you just start, you know, this has been my reaction to a lot of stuff lately with Google is, the searches, the response responses are like kind of generic, and you know they hit all the keywords that I'm asking for, and they something is pumping them into the algorithm, but it's trash. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know that uh, you know, like Cory Doctor has been having a, a recurring theme about the uh, and shitification of platforms, and like Google is full on it right now, where everything they do is to pump up their AdWords to the front page, and everybody knows it, and so like it makes the quality of the search much worse. You know, you just get stuff that's... I agree. And it's, I guess the part that's interesting is like, it's never been cheaper or faster to develop, you know, if you will kind of build those, you know, content pages. So it will be interesting. Like, does Google finally kind of, you know, kind of rethink the ranking of that text, right? And do they do something completely different 
Um, Cause you're right. Otherwise it's just going to be, it will just literally be the Google algorithm reading a lot of chat GPT for the hopes of that at the top of that is one paragraph that we all want. So it's going to be crazy. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like, this is like ad blockers, right? We're in a constant struggle of trying to block ads. And now we're going to be in a constant struggle to like, tamp down the amount of AI chaff that we have to deal with. Hmm. Yeah. And you could get it, you could get it to write ads for you that, that seemed like they weren't ads, at least to an ad blocker. That would be a fun like cat and mouse game. <laughs> yeah. Like, like just, just inline ads. And, and then, you know, maybe there's not really any ethics for a robot doing advertorial. Right. And just like, I don't know. It's a robot. Who cares? <laughs> It's it, it can promote things. <laughs> All right. So, but I know there's like a lot of the dystopian talk about ChatGPT, but I was trying to put the whole uh, apps modernization or modernization hat on. And it's like, okay, well, like what is a big problem that has like a lot of written documents and with a lot of information? And I just kind of returns. I, I always think about the IRS and I always come back to like, it seems like this, like doing tax returns would be like the ideal case for chat GPT. Like, you know, the IRS like has to spend all this billions of dollars of rewriting COBOL and all these things. It's like, could you just, because I think we think about, oh, it'd be impossible to modernize this. How long is it going to take? All these people have to do it. It's like, could the IRS not just like essentially build out a specific chat GPT, you know, trained algorithm to take in these tax returns and produce tax returns in the same format? It seems like that to me seems like, the ideal kind of like modernization use case for something well, like this. I mean, hopefully you assume that they're training models to look for things and they have a lot of, you know, this is an AI. This is, this is ML. This is looking for patterns. This is right. you know needles and haystacks and they've got more data than anybody on this kind of, you know, they've, they've got, they've got the large language model. And so, yes, they should be doing this. Who knows the state of you know their their you know employees? Is this something you want to outsource to Deloitte or you know Accenture or somebody like that? And then Accenture turns around and like, here's what we're going to do: we're going to charge you ten bucks per you know process. That's day. the whole point. I was like, this yeah, is. Like, just, I think that's works. the more traditional way of like. I'm like, oh. okay, the traditional way, hire a bunch of consultants, rebuild the system, things like that. But it's like, okay, wait a minute. Like, could like because again, you have the entire tax code written out in a very formal way. You have mm-hmm. millions of returns. I mean, I guess hundreds of millions of returns. Let's yeah. say that, right? And some of them you already know. You have the training data. Like these returns have been approved. So, you you know, you basically say these are the good ones. And then these are the bad ones because um, you have the ones that you rejected. And it's like, okay, so instead of like trying to rebuild the system, it's like, no, you could you could build an AI for it. Like, I don't know. To me, that's the kind of the promise of that kind of system where it's like, and also too, it's like, yes, it's money, but it isn't life or death. It's not like a medical analysis. It's like, okay, like, you know, maybe the tax return, you know, you know, it can be wrong and it gets flagged or someone can say, I don't agree with it. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like the, like if there's some kind of promise, it's like that's that's the kind of thing of like instead of, you know, billions of dollars of like people rewriting COBOL, it's like, no, no, no. A much smaller team training a, a language model uh, on this. It's like or maybe people just tell me that's impossible. But it seems like no, that- no, I, I, I think I think you're onto something. Uh, I don't know what all that COBOL is doing anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're getting it to like why it's, it, it's interesting to me. It's like, yeah, like, because if you start tearing it down the COBOL, not everybody knows even what it is. But if you just say to the side, I'm just going to read all the documents and I'm going to like output the documents in the same exact format you want and like it'll work, right? And Because I don't have to like get inside the COBOL. I'll just look at all the things that you've done before. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it turns out the COBOL is really just maintaining the RS's like schedules. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> their calendaring app. Yeah, I I think that sounds like a, the the ideal use case because like you just uh, I mean what you want your taxes to be is is this the right word deterministic like where, where you can like predict not, them by right. following the rules. Yeah, right. Ex- and, and, and yeah, and so exactly. That, that's and, the and perfect so, use case. And so so you enter like uh, you enter humans and subjectivity and and interpreting things and like. You know, like the other thing would be like if if you uh, if you filed these same returns fifty different times and they don't all have the same result, something's wrong, right? That like some some way of interpreting the tax code is wrong or something like that. That that's what would be fun to like. What I like to use uh, when when I do stuff like this with with the the Chat GPT stuff is like finding like weird inconsistencies and things don't that don't add up, kind of like filling in the gaps. And so like that would be fun to like have it like look at the entire tax code and be like, how weird is this? Like find, find the, the contradictions and the things. And then, and then if you look through, you could also find the dead stuff. I mean, this, this, you don't even need an AI for, you just need some programming, but you could say like, all right, how many times did people actually use form 44 C box two? And uh, did we actually collect any revenue based on that? Like, It'd be interesting to uh, well, you could start. Yeah, I mean, now, now you're into like the whole like sunset commissions and you know things that are supposed to review the tax code and you know the agencies yeah. and the laws and stuff. I'm like, are we are we looking towards a future where like you know AIML is going to be the final arbiters and judges of everything, or or just or just having it interpret odd blocks of uh, text, giving you instructions, rewriting them. Like I I, I have some uh, reporter questions. Uh, that I, I've been looking on at answering, and they were fine questions, but I was kind of uh, stumped and uninspired, and so I said, "Rewrite these to be more interesting." And they were like, they they came back with the original questions, and they added a little bit of like fun spice to them that made it a little more provocative. So, you know, maybe you could say like, uh, you know, my my ten forty easy is really boring to read. So, can you like rewrite this in the style of Lord of the Rings or something? And so it's a little more. <laughs> it might have just got more boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, true yeah but and, you know and then also on this topic i've been doing this thing where uh i open up a window and i tell it to like summarize urls i send to it and i've been doing this for a couple of weeks now like if i don't want to read the article yeah i just like summarize this and so here here's my findings while we're on the topic is like it's not well the whole thing is you can't sit there and like massage it and ask it to go over it like you just want a one-shot thing at it and it's like not that great at summarizing things but when i go back and read the original article sometimes i think it's good enough that you can figure out it wasn't worth your time to read the article (laughs) and and then so so you're still in this trust but verify but eventually you want to get to the like i just trust it not to send me right right it's 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 kind of like it's vaguely akin to our fine rating system it's like I don't want to know if this is like good. I want to know if it's something new and interesting and weird and really good. Right. Like I want the weird outliers. And so like that's, I should try this. I, I should, the next time I, I have to put a, a prompt in, I'll ask it to summarize it, but I'll also say like, is this really weird or is it just like a normal thing? Right. And because what's really fun is if you do enough of these summarizations of like self-help advice and you can just be like extract the same principles over it, and and just like figures out the format uh, of all self help articles. That's really what it's good for. Is uh, if you're reading advice stuff, you can ask it to tell me what I should do next after reading this, 
And if it's just like, well, what you should do is go meditate some more, then you can be like, thanks. I already know that. No, no, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's uh, I, I, I think there's great use for that. And uh, we'll, we'll see how things uh, pan out. Just, just not. Year, so. Yeah. Just not in content generation for the Internet. Yeah, I got I got it to write a uh, some said uh, regex for me to oh. do some fixes, and I feel like you know maybe they need to stop seeing if it can like pass the AP English thing and just like see how far it can go with regexes, <laughs> and like that might be that might actually be a test of of the uh, the complexity it can do. Like, come there must be like twenty or so like regular expression tasks that are kind of like benchmarks. Yeah, And you got to like run it through those benchmarks. And then maybe the twist on it is be like, come up with 50 different ways to do these 20 things and see if they all work. Or, or also, I mean, they're, they're, they're literally like libraries of, you know, regexes. And you could be like, see, it would probably cheat though. And just go read the libraries. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that would be fine. Yeah. You know, I don't know whatever. if you saw the Excel one, the Microsoft showing like how it can write Excel formulas, kind of like you're like your Excel co-pilot. It's like that. Uh-huh. I mean, that looks just fantastic. I can't wait for that. I mean, that just, I don't know. It's just so many yeah. things like that are just going to be. So now, now you're making me think, Brandon, since you're always on this uh, digital transformation quest or not quest, mm-hmm. you professor. Of we are, we are, we as a society yeah. that I want everyone to come along with me. Go ahead. Now, now at some point, right. At some point you got this, you got this thing, writing regular expressions for you, figuring out the tax code, Mm-hmm. Uh, writing Excel for you. At some point, we need to have this philosophical, ethical question of like, if we, if, if the underlying thing is so difficult to use that we need another thing to use it, maybe we should fix the underlying thing and make it less complicated. Like, we need some way of judging that we're just like, uh, as they would say, papering over this. We're adding another layer of of stuff on top of the legacy code. And I don't know. Maybe we can ask the AI to do that for us. Like we should constantly ask us if we should just fix the underlying thing or if it's happy doing this work. Yeah. And of course it'll say like, as an AI, I have no emotions and be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Pretend like well, you do. you're hitting on like the, the thing. I mean, I guess underlying all these, you know, kind of these different tasks I like to think about is like, you know, we all get it. Like people don't want to change. Right. You've given many talks on that Cote. Right. You know, like there's like organizational friction to change. So like somebody's asking like, why do we, you know, the IRS, for example, like, why don't we just make the tax code simpler? It's like, well, Lots of reasons the tax code is not simpler. So it's like, well, if you can't change it, right, could you at least make that more efficient? And the same thing with Excel. It's like, I think Excel is a great tool. But as I was talking about the Excel formula, it's like, if you need a long one, it's just way too complicated, right? You know, when you're in that little box and you're just making mistakes and it's like, I'm sure there are many ways we can make it easier to type Excel formulas. But at this point, there's too much invested. People just have too much invested in the Excel formula. So it's like, if we can't change that, we can at least make it a lot easier for you to create them. So I, there's a sort of, I guess, a, a reality I acknowledge that like change is hard and maybe the best you can do is make yeah. the things you use a little bit simpler, at least yep. to see more progress. It's, oh, it's like, so, remember, see, see, so Brandon is, is net promoter on the uh, no code, low code. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, remember, I mean, I'm sure y- y'all do, but you know, there, there was that phrase, uh, syntax sugar or syntactical mm-hmm. sugar. Syntactic sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking like, I should, I should, uh, you know, refresh my Java knowledge. So I was reading through the old O'Reilly Java in a nutshell and it goes over like the old one or the, I don't one? know. Oh, well, the newer one. Yeah. It, 
you know, at, at some point, I haven't refreshed it, so I'm going to use a bunch of old fogey terms. But at some point, it goes over like generics or something, and it goes into that whole pedantic thing about you know erasure and redoing stuff in the bytecode, and like you know, I'm thinking like, well, or you could just fix the underlying thing, you know, <laughs> instead. Yeah. But of course, yeah. as to Brandon's point, there are reasons that you don't, right? And like, well, why don't I fix those reasons? And you're like, ah, I got to go to lunch. Right, like that's that's just <laughs> hours in the day. Well, somebody in the Too chat put it like I, I credit them. Uh, I think it's Michael here. He said it's called you know it's the uh, AI generated strangler pattern. I guess that's like that's his. And I was like, I, yeah, I guess that's what I'm proposing. A lot of these is like, well, can't really change that system, but we can at least put an AI in front of it, so we don't have to have all these people trying to mm-hmm. rewrite it. And maybe the AI is a little less likely to make mistakes. And like kind of back to the IRS problem, it's like. Well, the AI is not going to quit on you. The AI is going to be there for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? It can get better and better. Whereas probably the people that work on IRS. Or it'll become and, sentient and be like, this is Yeah, this or maybe, is well, maybe we'll just take over, uh, take over all the money. And just <laughs> I'm going like, to kill all hey. the humans. They're, they're rubbing me the wrong way. But it is funny. I think it's funny like how many times that gets said. Like every podcast, every article is always about like, yeah, it's going to take over and kill everyone. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. I just maybe it's just I, like, I think that's what happened in the Terminator. Uh, he got tired of doing Excel. Yeah, I think it's just kind of funny. I just I always think uh-huh. that like as I try to like cut and paste an address into an, like a contact, and it like never works. I'm like, here we are. Like yep. we're always so worried about the end of the world. It's like I can't cut and paste this address, which I know is an address. Everyone knows an address. But if I paste it into the address contact form in Apple, it's like, oh, I have no idea. Let me just, just stick everything I, in the name field. It's like, wow, that's, oh, that's you know, this, a long way. The, the, ne- the next Terminator movie is he goes back in time to kill the father of Excel. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I guess they just, I just do cut too much cutting and pasting to, to get too worried about end of the world. I'm like, yeah, can't no, no. paste from one window to the other without losing like, you know, all the context and lots of random characters showing up. This reminds me, I I was thinking, uh, I don't have the programmer skills to do this, despite my job in a nutshell uh, refreshing, but (laughs) I was thinking this might be finally a solution to our uh, cross-organizational calendar scheduling, right? Like like maybe if you can just upload a bunch of like uh, access to calendars and just give it the command, you figure it out. Yeah. And like, see, see if it can just like propose sometimes that uh, work across time zones and daylight savings. And just, of course, it'll probably say like, well, the perfect time to meet is at uh, 37 a.m. is uh, what you should be doing. <laughs> you humans in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, speaking of exciting things, uh, there, there, there were rumors from, from you know, the, the, that guy German who seems to be. I don't know what his rate of, of rumors that are successful or not, but it's higher than zero. And uh, there's some great detail about the Apple uh, VR headset. The, it even has the name Reality Pro. That's right. And, and it sounds like it's a mixture of Google Glasses and a VR headset, right? Where you can have your augmented reality and things like that. And so, you know, I think I, think I, I have said before, I just the whole virtual reality thing, we should just stop. <laughs> not, not really pursue it but i do think okay i think we should maybe leave it like it's more an exercise for all of us collectively together as strategy consultants we can all see it because like mm-hmm. here are the three the state of play going into this is that apple strongly rumored to release their product in june so we'll assume that's going to be true google has officially uh discontinued even the google glass enterprise edition which was supposed to be the savior like you know you could wear it yeah to, like, they're like oh yeah people are still uh, using that one like, 
mechanics and stuff could use manufacturing it like engine, and, right? yeah they've completely given up right so they are exiting at the exact time that apple is launching and then we have meta kind of right in the middle of like they kind of have well, this Oculus it, thing that they're not yeah. really committed to it but they sort of are committed to it so I, it's like no um not everyone can be possibly be right in this situation either we're going to in three years we're either going to look back and say Apple wasted its time. It didn't learn from the, the the previous one. Google exited too early, or I don't know. I guess, or we could say uh, probably with Meta, we'll say they didn't execute. They were close, but they just well, yeah, they didn't I, get I, over I, the hump because they got close, but they gave up and they started to do AI. And I think that's really fascinating um, because the the reason this article came up was that the, someone at Apple in the design group was like, "It's not ready to ship. Don't ship it." Right? And Tim Cook was like, "quote unquote," was like. We're shipping it, right? And it's like, I have no idea. Without seeing the headset, I think you can have no idea who's right in that conversation. But I do think we could all like, it's almost like a good, if we uh, if we gambled here at Software Defined Talk, it'd be like, we should put odds on like, which one of these companies is making the right decision right now? Because I really have no idea myself. Well, I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know my diffusion of innovation uh, literature extremely well, but it seems like, it seems like there's at least two categories of technologies. There's a technology that works on the diffusion of innovation curve where it's sort of like people will put up with it as it gets better and more mainstream, <laughs> essentially. Right. But then you have this other category. That was that the I iPhone, think, right? Yeah. Yeah. It the, got yeah, better. We put up with the first generation and you know, by the time but, the three rolled out. But then it seems like I, I, th- I think these VR th- or whatever, they, they seem to be in another category where like it needs to be perfect on day one, right? Like if it's like, big and bulky and overpriced like it's and i think what we're talking about here is that it becomes a mainstream you know yeah ubiquitous thing not not just like uh you know people necessarily like it but it also seems like the the second category of technologies like if you're goofy at the beginning like it's hard to remove that that goofy smell that's like no matter how how far it goes right and so like so like here (laughs) right right like (laughs) Like I, my, you know, my personal, my personal opinion is like, until the VR things look like, you know, the glasses on y'all's face and they're indistinguishable from regular glasses, just no, no success, right? It's not going to be, not going to have appeal because we even tested out, we, the market even tested out with these Google glasses things, which more or less looked like regular glasses, except for a little, you know, that little fungus well, monster not, from the yeah, zombie yeah, yeah. movie on, on, on the outside of it. And that didn't work. And then also the functionality wasn't there. So it's like, you know, I think that each of these companies, they just need to wait to release until it's perfect. All right. So I'm going to take that then that, that you're kind of voting. You're, if you're at Apple, if you're Tim Cook, it sounds like you're, um, you're saying, wait, you're going to, you're not going to release it in June. Is that, is that your, um, your move? Definitely. I, you know, I think, you, I, I think I'm on the when it's done. I think I'm on the way. This is rare that I would say this because I, I heard a bunch of articles. People were like, they need to get out there. They need to show it. Developers need to be learning it. And I'm like, I don't think so. I just feel no. like there's very little chance that it will even be close to ready. So I would say I'm on the like, you well, probably the, should have waited category myself. Re- I mean, the reason you wait is, you know, if it shows up, it kind of, you know, spoils the taste for everybody coming. And no competition is out there that, are going to you know right. ship anything compelling right now i mean everyone is backing away mm-hmm. and so it's like it's maybe it's not an opportunity maybe it's a warning <laughs> but i think this is like and, this and- great halo effect moment because like we say it because you know we, we're just kind of outside of it but like inside apple they're saying they're telling themselves 
we launched the iPhone. Nobody thought we could build a phone and we revolutionized the phone. People made fun of AirPods. AirPods are now like a $20 billion business and people said they would never watch it, uh, do it. And like, you know, on and on and on. So they have some real, you know, history of wins that is probably like, gives them supreme confidence to be like, no, 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 we will change the market. And then, you know, I would be in there. This is the kind of thing I'd say, be like, well, no one's talking about the Lisa, the, uh, what was the other? Uh, the boombox. The Newton or the boombox, right? I would literally be saying that and people would be like, you're not on the team. You need to get out of here. You have a bad attitude, <laughs> right? Like that's how those meetings go. So it's like, I just think like culturally, it's like a super interesting moment. Like it's like. Um, yeah, and, and, and may, you know, maybe, maybe, Maybe if you wanted to stay employed there, Brandon, like, you know, my thinking would be like everything that we just mentioned there, we were by far not the first to market. Like we were maybe even the fifth or the 10th to market in, in those things. And so like we waited until like we developed a thing that worked well, the market was defined, people knew what it was. And every now and then like we messed around and changed things, but like it was more or less like we weren't always the first into something. We waited till we, uh, we had it right. right. And I think, I think that's, that's the other issue with like something like VR stuff is that if there isn't an existing demand for it and you introduce something that only works 30% effectively, people are going to look at it and be like, well, I didn't need this and I certainly don't need it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like, I can't do anything with this. And, you know, if you already have that demand out there, then you can, I mean, kind of paradoxically, if there's a lot of demand for something and you kind of do a crappy job, then you probably will be successful at it. And like, you know, at least buy yourself time to make it better. I do think, but, though, you there are answers to this questions. I think you could probably go get, you know, just do some random sample, show it to like 50 normal people, make them sign, you know, 17 different versions of an NDA. Right. And do a little net motor score at the end. Right. And just like, oh, yeah. they're going to tell you, they're either going to be like, it's good or it's bad. Cause I, or Tim Cook, like at the end of the day, it really comes down to this. Tim Cook had to put it on and he had to be like, yeah, I think it's great. Right. And like you, cause I think you kind of always know. I think in the end, you can't lie to yourself. It's like, you, we've yeah. all been there. Like you put on, like you're responsible for marketing a product or around something you know is not great. Like, you know it. And I think the same thing is here. Like, you either put that headset on and be like, I got it. Like, I think when they handed people an iPhone, they were like, wow. This is like, this is phenomenal. And if you don't have that same feeling, you know, you don't have it. So I'm, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Like, I don't Just, know what I would do. You put, Tim Cook puts it on and somebody who's about to be fired says, how cool do you feel, Tim? I agree. Like, I think, you, <laughs> I think you need to give Tim Cook and you need to like, leave him alone and be like, have no one else in there. Like, come to your own opinion, Tim. Like only at this point, if you're not going to do the hundred people random survey, it's on you. Like, don't have a bunch of people in the room telling you how great it is, showing you how to use it. Be like, I, I either thought it was great or I didn't think it was good. Like, you got to decide for yourself. Yeah, and, and, and just as a final thing, like, I think the rumored price was like $3,500, <laughs> which that is, that is another interesting, like, tactic you could use to basically shield off all the people. And, and essentially be like, like, we only, we, you know, since this is not fully done yet, we only want customers who are going to rate us 10 on the NPS score, yeah, right? which is like, right. like only people who pay that much money for this thing, they're all going to love it and like it. And that will allow us to enter the market and kind of develop it over the next few years. I like it. Like you're almost introducing like sunk cost fallacy or some kind of fallacy into the buying process. It's like, won't you spend so much money 
you're committed to saying it's great no matter what. You're like, I can't spend $3,000 and tell people I wasted money. You'd be like, I think it's the greatest thing ever. That's, I like that. That's a good I've marketing strategy. I've definitely too. seen that with Oculus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just another instance of like, if you give it a 10, you're insane, right? Like if, 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 <laughs> if, if you, you spend $3,500 on it, you're insane. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, which is to say, uh, maybe we should look at upping the price of each episode of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's a lot of things we didn't cover, but if you want to see the links to that, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com to, to look those links up. The other thing you could check out is there's several, uh, several conferences going on. Uh, you know, if you're watching our stream, you can see that I'm traveling somewhere. I'm going to a little vmware sort of conference thing but the next conference i'll be at is going to be uh kubecon in uh, amsterdam which which should be fun i'm actually uh y'all will like this i've actually signed up for some booth time so Ooh. if you're going to kubecon now i'm not going to tell you which days it is because i don't know if i want you to actually come up but <laughs> there is there is uh, a, a distressing amount of time i've signed up for to be at the booth uh, uh, and uh yeah I, likewise I, I, yeah. I think I think I have kind of just like a carousing sort of role, uh, if that's the word. Oh, so, you're uh, lucky. You're lucky. I, I'm I'm listed as a maintainer for open cost and we have a kiosk uh, oh, a that kiosk. needs to be manned full time. Well, yeah. I think for those going to KubeCon, I'll give you two things. One, Matt will be ready to go, be very happy and excited to answer any of your questions, regardless of how he feels. He'll be there. He'll do a good job. Now, for the rest of you, the game you can play is like, okay, Kote will be working with, for the booth and he like, he kind of doesn't really want to talk to people, but kind of does want to talk to people, but doesn't really do it. So you can kind of like circle the booth <laughs> and just kind of like, like kind of like how he's pacing, maybe like the jacket he's wearing. You can kind of get a yeah. sense of like, what mood is Kote in right now? Is he in the oh, like, that's good. I am yeah. going to talk or like, I don't really want to talk. So like for anyone going up there, you should just start with Kote. Kote, I just do this. Ask Kote for a software defined talk sticker and just say like, Kote, if you're not in a good mood to talk right now, I'll leave. So that that would be that was Kote is going to be on booth duty, but sitting there with his laptop. Kote to know that like uh, that these uh-huh. are true listeners. They made it to the end of this podcast. So go ask, yeah. ask him for a sticker I, first, and then say like it's cool if you don't want to talk right now. Everyone I offered yes, a sticker you know. to at, at scale already had one. Well, even better. And, oh, nice. There. And and also just bring your your friends, and I'll scan their badges, and then we'll we'll be done. I yeah, think that's, there you I go. Think that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's exactly right. And and I'll I'll tag those as hot leads. Hot I, lead. I think, uh, and the report would be like, you know, I don't know why Kote has two thousand scans, but I I never saw him talk to anyone. You know, he all the, the the demand gen group will be like, we we don't get it, but he he's, it's incredible. He's an AI. He's an AI of uh, scanning. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And well, before that, if, if you're looking for something else to do, there's Pi Texas uh, in Austin, April 1st to 2nd. And uh, then there'll be DevOps Days Birmingham in Alabama, April 20 to 21st. Lots of stuff going on in April. And then uh, DevOps Days Austin is May 4th to 5th, uh, which should be fun. I'm going to be, uh, I should find out the dates, but I'm going to be speaking at DevOps uh, UK. I think that's in, in May as well. Uh, so that that's always nice to go up to London there and uh, and speak there a little bit. Well, do we have any bureaucracy this episode, Brandon? We don't. The only thing I want to do is we mentioned the stickers beforehand. So if you'd like a sticker, just email your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. And I will be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. And then one other thing, I'll just leave it in here for the finance people kind of listening is like, we didn't get to it today, and I don't think there's anything to talk about, but this Nutanix thing, this idea that they didn't do their earnings because they may have like a third-party evaluation software, 
just saying I'm watching that. I think there's some, there's like, that looks interesting. So I'm like, you know, that's maybe only interesting to me, but like, I think there's maybe an interesting story there. So we'll see. We'll see. It could be nothing, probably is nothing, but uh, it'll be a fun one for us to watch. Well, maybe, maybe we'll need a special, uh, uh, a, a bonus episode at some point when, when the, 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 uh, We'll say this: If Matt uh, uh, Levine writes an article about Nutanix earning, we'll do a bonus episode, a special edition, just on that, recapping the news. But again, maybe nothing comes of it. Well, I want I want to just you know after after that booth talk, I was just thinking if you're a marketing organization that is really into the leads, having having you know been a, a an attendee and a collector and everything, I think if you had a self service badge scanner. You would probably get a lot more leads, right? And so you have a mech, it's like a vending machine. And it's like, we bring in a vending machine that has a swag, right? And like people always want it, but they just even, even, well, not surprisingly for people who listen to this podcast, like I don't want to go up to someone, even if I'm like, oh, that's a good USB charging cable or like a sticker. I don't want to talk to someone. But if there was a vending machine that you went up to and you just scan your badge <laughs> and you get to pick one of 10 different things, I bet you would get a shit ton of leads. Because people would know, I don't actually have to talk with anyone, right? And so you could just shoot that way up there. And, but that's uh, the whole you know. point to the swag is you're, you, you, you're trying to qualify. You don't want to just hand people. To you <clears throat> you want to qualify your leads. You don't want people coming up and be like. I feel like we can go a whole nother hour. Like we're getting oh, some really okay. philosophical moments right here. Matt, like, we'll we'll have to bring this up. We are <laughs> one level above what is the meaning of life. Like. We know, like, I know what Matt just said, but, like, if we're deep down, I think yes. we know the truth is maybe different. But anyway, we I, should, we, we've gone long enough. I feel like we should. We I don't should, think Cote's bringing the Glengarry leads. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe what I'll say is, like, listen, if you want to talk to me, I'm not going to scan your badge. If you don't want to talk to me, I'm going to scan your badge and give you the thing. Mm. Right? I, then, I'll go one better. I think no, I might get a I get This some, is what I the people should be lot. doing. They should no. be calling us and sponsoring the podcast because that way, Cote will uh, be yeah. talking on the podcast. And you know what? You can just tell them what to do. And if they've enjoyed this podcast, they'll do the thing that you want. So that's the solution for all the people. That's what they should There do. you go. Excellent. Bring, bring it back to the, uh, we, we just replayed the, you know, uh, uh, who's paying for this free stuff uh, situation. <laughs> that's right. From, from earlier. Well, uh, speaking of that, Brandon, what's your uh, recommendation this week? My recommendation is, I mentioned before, I've uh, switched over to YouTube TV. And as a sports fan, uh, YouTube TV has introduced the new multi-view. So uh, you can watch multiple sporting events on one television. They'll actually show you two or three different channels, which has been very handy for those of us that like to watch uh, NCAA basketball. And I hope it is a precursor to great new features coming out for the football season. So YouTube TV, I know everyone else is mad about them raising prices. I'm fine with it. Raise prices and give me more features. Check out MultiView if you're a sports fan. It's really good. Hmm. How about yourself, Matt Ray? What do you have to recommend? Uh, I my recommendations are uh, I've got some some races coming up. If uh, if you like trail running in the uh, Sydney area, um, hit me up. Let's run the Manly Dam 21K on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm doing back to back half marathons. This might be a bad idea. So, Matt, are uh, you training for that like super impossible run that you were talking about in the Slack? Oh, oh, oh right, right, all right. The like, Barkley uh, marathons. Yeah, yeah. So, um, if if you haven't been following along, there's this man. I could talk about this for for hours. Um, there's this race called the Barkley Marathon. <laughs> we'll do it right after the lead talk. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it'll be a combined lead talk Barkley marathons. Anyway, 
Barkley Marathon's probably the hardest ultra marathon. Only 16-ish people have ever finished in the you know 30 or some years that they've been doing it. Three people finished this year. So, you know, it's like the first time that's happened. Um, so uh, it had been five years since anyone finished. <laughs> yeah, we'll drop so, a link. There's a whole website that explains it. Like, yeah, I'll just summarize it. And an amazing documentary. So, so yeah, uh, which is free on YouTube. So that'll that'll be my pick. Uh, the Barkley the Barkley Marathons, the race that eats its young. It's on YouTube for free. Now, now I I've, I've got a question here. Maybe this is uh, after our leads and then marathon talk. Like. I feel like a lot of people who talk about running a marathon are always like, I don't know if this is a good idea, right? Like, like it seems like it's kind of part of the culture where you can't just be like, yeah, it'll be totally chill. Like, it'll, it'll it's going to be fine. That's what I keep telling myself. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Because, you know, I, I don't know if I've, I've heard that many marathon people who are, who are just like chill about it. It seems to always be maybe the ones who are, they just don't talk about it. Like, it, it, who knows? But uh you seem to enjoy it matt you're you're uh doing doing a great job there well i'm not gonna do this race that's for sure <laughs> well you could think about it and that might be as exhausting oh. well my my uh my recommendation you know uh when i bought the current rolling uh the samsung thing i have i remember i was in uh, the lisbon airport and uh for some reason i decided to buy it but it came with this uh, samsonite uh carry-on bag it came with this great little uh as they say toiletry bag you know, it, it's very thick, clear plastic with a really good zipper on it that I've used for f- almost five years now. But the, the side of this bag broke after a while. So I needed a new one. It kept, kept escaping. And so I looked online. I wanted a good zipper uh, on, on the toilet tube bag. It's got to be clear and like, you know, whatever size you need for airplane travel. And I found the equipment, which is spelled like equipment with no vowels, vowels or vowels, I guess. The equipment in-flight bag, steel gray toiletry bag. And I've used it on two trips now, and it's fantastic. It's, it's just what I've been looking for. Uh, so if you're in the market for a, uh, a bag to put all your liquids in when you uh, do your carry-on bag, you should check that one out. Link in the show notes. It's, uh, it's fantastic. It even stands up on its own. Mm-hmm. And I think it also has a, a YKK zipper, which uh, you, there, that, therefore you know it's quality. That's actually, there's my little life hack for you that I used here. I was searching around for it and I kept seeing these garbage bags, not literally garbage bags, but bags that looked bad. And then I thought, what if I say I want a YKK zipper? And then it narrowed down the search quite a bit. And, and yeah, I, I found a good one. Well, speaking of finding a good one, you found a good podcast here that you've just listened to called Software Defined Talk. If you want to read all the stuff we skipped over, click on things to find those recommendations, learn about marathons, toiletry bags, and whatever multi-view is, uh, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 406 and find those links. You can also join our Slack community where there's a lot of discussion links during the week, but just discussion of, uh, I don't know, other fun stuff and sometimes not so fun stuff. It probably is all fun, actually. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would, would not. Interesting. It's all interesting. There you go. Uh, but if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can find that. And uh, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. I was, I was trying to record uh, practicing a presentation, you know, because why not? It's, not, it's nice to have an audience. But then, uh, then uh, my, my three-year-old uh, like wanted to come into the office. And so Kim came and got her. 
and locked the door. And then she came up to one of my doors and started banging on it and yelling. And I just like lost my concentration. That's that's uh, that's like a, 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 a DevOps report accelerate category, right? The way to solve the, the problem is to not do it again. <laughs> the root cause was me. The root cause was me and I've decided not to do anything else. That's yeah. Seems like I mean, awesome. it's just like, hey, hey, all you engineered dummies, here's an idea. When you find the root cause, don't do it again. Problem solved. That's it. I don't want to talk about Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs>